Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. In this video, we're going to be looking at the top six ways that you can stay alcohol-free after you have stopped. Stay tuned. Hey guys, Leon Sylvester here from SoberClear.com and today we have a very special guest joining us on the channel. We have Simon Chappell, who is the author of the Sober Survival Guide and also the founder of the Be Sober Facebook group. He's also a YouTuber and a quit drinking coach, so I'll link to Simon's channel in the description below. So today we're going to take it in turns to give our tips to you guys. So guys, the very first tip that I've got for you today is to have a vision for your life. Now, when people stop drinking, they're often in huge amounts of pain. There might be a specific moment or a specific challenge that's in their life and they just feel bad. And these bad moments can spur them on to, you know, going to AA, going to try a willpower method, picking up books and learning about alcohol or whatever it may be. Now, all of that is brilliant and all of that is well and good. But the real trick is to start having a vision for your life. Quitting drinking shouldn't just be about stopping. It should be about looking forward and looking to the future and seeing like who you can become once you stop drinking. For me, that was the most important thing that I did. Sure, I read the books, I educated myself on alcohol, I understood what was going on, but I had a vision for my life. I saw that I wanted to do something great with it and I didn't want alcohol to keep getting in the way. It was like alcohol was holding the brakes on everything that I wanted to do. And as soon as I got rid of it, I made sure that I launched myself towards the life that I wanted. It wasn't a matter of just quitting and then sitting around and dwelling and hoping for a better life. Hell no, I had a vision and I went towards that vision. So that's my first tip for you. Hey Leon, thank you for having me on. It's so awesome to be here. Yes, yeah, so I'm Simon Chappell. I'm the Quit Alcohol Coach and the author of The Sober Survival Guide. So the second tip that I would like to share is all around continuing to educate yourself after you quit drinking. If I was to give you a violin and ask you to get a tune out of it, assuming you don't play the violin that is, you're probably not going to get much more than a squeaky version of Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. However, if you continue to practice and continue to learn, you're going to start playing well. Before you know it, you'll probably be in a concert hall bashing out an amazing tune on the violin. Sobriety is like learning a new skill and it is so important that we continue to develop, continue our learning and our growth. It's fine reading a few sober books, watching some YouTube videos in the run up and the first week or so when you quit drinking, but it's also important to stay connected and continue that learning. Now, I don't mean that you have to keep learning for three, four, five years after you quit drinking, but definitely continue that education until you find yourself in a place where you really feel like you're not thinking about drinking anymore, almost as if you've got it mastered. See it like you're learning a new skill and continue that work on development. And I often see people who do that then start to explore and develop other areas of their life. And it becomes an amazing, wonderful journey. It certainly has been for me. So the next tip that I've got for you 
is to start working on small goals. So you don't want to overwhelm yourself. You don't want to, you know, stop drinking and the next day say, right, I'm going to get a girlfriend or I'm going to fix my marriage or I'm going to, you know, you don't want to go crazy too fast. You want to start very small and you want to start doing a little bit of action in different areas of your life. So for example, it might be that your health is is bad and you feel like you're going to work on your health as like a big part of getting sober. So that doesn't mean that the next day you start going eight days of war, eight days a week in the gym, eight times a week in the gym, six days a week in the gym, whatever. It means that you start small. So it might mean, you know, going for a run, just one run, going for a long walk, something small that's going to build up over time. So whilst you've got this big vision that you want for your life, once you've stopped drinking, once you've learned about alcohol, once you've done all that, it's about starting small. So let's say that you want to work on your business. That might mean just taking a small step of talking to a new client or you know, building a social media profile or just taking a small step. It doesn't need to be big, but the trick is, is to start small, is to start something new and to start small and let the momentum build over time. You know, as you get further into your journey of sobriety, you'll have more energy, you'll have more clarity, you'll have more confidence, you'll have more, you know, you'll just feel good about yourself. So it becomes easier as time goes on. So whilst I'm saying that, yeah, it's important to go towards that better life, it's okay to start small. You don't want to overwhelm yourself and think, right, I need to do everything because I've been drinking for the past 10 years and I've not achieved my potential. I need to go crazy. Maybe you want to do that. I'm not saying that that's a bad idea. But what I am saying is that, you know, if you want to get going, just start small. So it's all about getting that momentum, getting some good habits around your life. And yeah. So tip number four is all around paying attention and becoming mindful to everything that has changed. When I coach people to quit drinking, I always ask them to take a selfie at the start and to weigh themselves. And I also ask them to keep a journal. They don't have to write reams and reams of words in the journal. It just needs to be daily reflections on how their mood is, levels of anxiety, good stuff that's happened, bad stuff that's happened. And it becomes an amazing tool that allows them to reflect on the progress. When they look back after 30 days without drinking or several months without drinking and see how far they've come, it can be an awesome motivator to continue going. It can also be easy to forget when we're further into sobriety how bad it really was. I know for me, I was drinking two or three bottles of red wine every day. And then a few months in, I felt really good. And your guard can start to drop. You might forget, actually, all those regrettable things that you did when you were drunk, how bad it really was, how it was affecting your relationships, your career, your health and your levels of motivation. So keeping a journal can be an awesome way to do that. And it also allows you to get your emotions and feelings down on paper in real time. And I've seen many people have breakthroughs just by going through the process of writing it down. So definitely, definitely be doing that on an ongoing basis. And also with the selfie, take another selfie 30 days after you've quit. Notice how the darkness under your eyes has started to fade. My face became a lot thinner. There's some before and after photos on my own YouTube channel. And you can also notice things like your weight changing over a period of time. And obviously internally, what's your mood like? How much has that lifted? Because believe me, after the first week or two of discomfort, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, it does happen it gets so much better. You start to feel gifts coming into your life. And we wanna make sure we're getting all that information and getting all that data down so that we can look at it and we can see very clearly what's improved and how much better life has become. The next tip that I've got for you is to start making friends that don't revolve around alcohol. Now, for me, this was massive because when I drank, 
most of the people that I hung around with drank alcohol. And, you know, I might have met a new person that was interesting and, and cool. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Why don't we go for a pint one night? It was always like this. And if they didn't drink, you know, I think they're a bit weird. I just wouldn't want to hang out with them. But really, that person could have been an amazing guy or amazing girl, and I could have really got to know them and build a good friendship with them. But most of my friendships revolved around drinking. So naturally, when I stopped drinking is is I wanted to avoid those people that, you know, were other problem drinkers and, 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 and they just didn't drink properly. And I just wanted to leave those people alone. And what I did instead was I tried to start looking for friends and build friendships that don't revolve around alcohol. So that meant that I might speak to a new person in the gym. I might speak to a new person when I was playing golf. It might mean befriending somebody that I wouldn't have been friends with before. And that's exactly what happened. And I found friends and I built friendships that don't revolve around drinking. They revolve around, you know, hobbies or they revolve around, you know, working together on projects. And I tried to find new friends that just, yeah, just didn't revolve around drinking. Now, it's really important to have a support network around you. Life gets in the way. When you stop drinking, it's not some miracle cure that no more problems will arise in your life. Problems will always arise. And you need a support network around you. That's just a good, you know, practice that, that, that can help your life. Not just for when you stop drinking, but just for life in general. So I think being able to find friends and being able to make new friends that don't revolve around alcohol is massive. That also might mean reaching out to friends that, for me, it was really important by building a good network of people made a big difference. And there are communities out there on Facebook, like my community, the Sober Click community, like Simon's community, the Be Sober community. These are great networks for you to get around to meet people that are also living that great quality of life without alcohol. So here we are, number six. And this one is actually one that I credit as one of the biggest things that helped me in sobriety. And it's the same for a lot of the clients that I coach with. It seems simple, but zero alcohol drinks. Now, for me, I was in a daily ritual. I would sit on my sofa in the evening, I would get the bottle of wine, I would feel a sense of relaxation even before I'd opened the wine. Just by getting it out of the cupboard, I could feel a wave of relaxation coming over me. That shows how much of a hold alcohol had over me and how it was playing tricks with my mind. I was getting feelings of relaxation and de-stressing before I'd even drunk the substance. And sometimes it happened in the shop when I bought it, I would feel that sense of relaxation. And if that's happened to you, you know that that's an illusion and how alcohol can play with your mind. So I wanted to fill the void that alcohol left in terms of that ritual. And I discovered so many amazing grown-up drinks that came in beautiful bottles. I had my own zero alcohol glass. And I enjoyed the experience of finding these new flavours and having a new ritual with something that tasted great but had no alcohol in it that kind of felt like a placebo effect. I wasn't thinking, well, it's got no alcohol in it. I was just enjoying the taste and I've continued to do so for years after I quit. And it really is a great journey of exploration, checking out all these awesome drinks. We're kind of lucky in the UK. We seem to have a lot more than some other countries. I've got a lot of clients I work with in the US and the supply over there is limited, but they're starting to appear. There's already some big names that are breaking through out there. I don't necessarily mean zero alcohol beers and wines. If you like those, great. I'm talking about zero alcohol spirits. Uh, they're botanical drinks. They're not pretend vodkas or pretend gin. They've got a taste all of their own. And I absolutely adore them with tonic water and a slice of lime. It's just my absolute go-to drink. And as I say, it's worked for so many people. So I would highly recommend checking out the world of zero alcohol drinks.